0: For those who fish, this is the Drake Cast.
1: He was tying feathers on a hook.
2: I'll do a hopper with a hopper dropper with a dropper hopper. The river was like a woman. It could be a disco midge, it could be a beadhead.
0: I'm your host, Elliot Adler. This episode of the Drake Cast is brought to you by Scott Flyrods. I got Jim Barchi, the president of Scott Flyrods, on the phone the other day.
3: Well, what's pretty amazing is that since 1974, Scott has done one thing and one thing only, and that's handcraft high-performance fly rods. That's it.
0: I asked Jim why he uses a Scott fly rod.
3: Okay. Um, uh, That's easy. Why would I fish with something other than the rod I made?
0: Well played, Jim. Each episode, you'll hear from a new angler about why they choose Scott fly rods, and why you should as well. Check them out at your local fly shop or scottflyrod.com. This episode is also brought to you by Yellow Dog Fly Fishing Adventures.
3: This is Bessie Buchholz with Yellow Dog Fly Fishing Adventures. As the industry leader in fly fishing travel, we specialize in sending anglers all around the world in search of the very best fly fishing opportunities and experiences. We offer a fantastic lineup for both freshwater and saltwater with more than 190 operations in 26 different countries. This week's featured destination is New Zealand. Home to the largest and most beautiful brown trout in the world, the rivers of New Zealand are legendary to anyone who is serious about freshwater fishing. This is the destination for anglers looking to target trophy browns while sight fishing the country's crystal clear waters. Give us a call here at Yellow Dog or visit us online at yellowdogflyfishing.com. And remember that while there's a lot of ways to get there, there's only one way to do it right.
0: Alrighty, on to the show. Today, we're heading into the ice-covered streams of northern Wisconsin, drawn by an enchanting melody. There will be trout and harmonies and light beer. In short, this is a story of two fishermen.
2: Introducing Sean Carey. Fishing is equal parts obsession and like spirituality, you know. And I'm not really taking much for stealth. Ben Lester. Whatever.
0: <laughs> I met Sean and Ben this January. We were getting together to try to catch some trout.
2: Now, where do you want to go? Well, I think either above 29 or below because I think the water moves fast enough.
0: But these aren't just any old backwoods fishermen. These guys are kind of celebrities. Here's the, the real question. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. He's purring today. Sean plays in this band. You might have heard of it. Bon Iver, sometimes pronounced Bon Iver.
1: Come on, skinny love, just let And the Grammy goes to... Bonnie Bear. And
0: Ben's a pretty respectable musician himself. He plays music with some big names, too. Field Report, The the Tallest Man on Earth, Sufjan Stevens. Sean and Ben are dyed-in-the-wool fly fishermen, great musicians, and even better friends. Their friendship started with a little bit of jazz. It's the early 2000s, and Sean and Ben meet while attending the University of Wisconsin Eau Claire. They both play percussion in the jazz program. They sit in the same rhythm section,
2: skip the same classes, and eventually they start fishing together. Here's Sean. Ben was like, Yeah, there's trout fishing all over around here. I was like, Really? And at the time I was just doing spin fishing, and then Ben was like, You gotta do fly fishing. And I was like, No, I don't wanna do that. You gotta do fly fishing. But yeah, then once I started, obviously was hooked. Ben loans Sean
0: an old Cabela's fly rod, and soon enough, they're making weekend journeys to Wisconsin's driftless area. They're fishing the Rush River, Elk Creek, and a ton of other streams, the names of which I'll keep to myself. And when they aren't fishing, they're playing music. Sean's touring around the world with Boney Bear, and Ben's doing pretty well with his respective bands. And throughout this whole whirlwind of success, Sean is writing his own music under the name S. Carrie. Again, Here's Sean.
2: And I started S. Carey like, on those first long Bonnie Bear tours. just got inspired and I want to write my own stuff. He gets some friends together, including
0: Ben, and they record this music. For example, the music you're hearing right now. This is S. Carey. This is Sean and Ben. We're all caught up. Back to that chilly January morning. Sean had just finished up touring with Bon Iver, and Ben was coming off of a series of shows in Australia with The Tallest Man on Earth. Lucky for me, they both wanted to get out and fish. We chose Elk Creek, a stream Sean and Ben had been fishing since college. Keep in mind, we're in Wisconsin, in January. Here's Ben.
2: We're on Elk Creek. Temperature's probably... Nineteen degrees, about twelve inches of snow, maybe. Pretty cold. <laughs> no fish yet.
0: Oh, damn! That was a nice strike. It wasn't too long before we came together to drink some whiskey.
2: Yeah, we could do another fifteen, twenty, or we could just go drink <laughs> get <a> beer. Warm us <laughs> beer.
1: Well, I say let's go get a beer. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> We're all fishing that.
0: Total time on the water, 45 minutes. Total fish landed, none. Next stop, the Albertville Tavern. There were three cars and twenty-five snowmobiles in the parking lot. So this is a classic Northwoods Wisconsin bar. Neon lining Kugels signs in the windows, stuffed panfish all over the place, and a whole bunch of big old burly men in snowmobile suits. I, I'll get a picture.
2: thinking like if we get weird looks I'm like you snowmobiles a snowmobiles bright orange or whatever over a beer we
0: talked about the beginnings of S. Carey as a band so back in 2010 S. Carey gets signed and they release an album and when you release an album you gotta promote it by going on tour but by this point all the guys in S. Carey were pretty burnt out on the whole multi-month international tour thing again Sean Carey Tour is amazing, but it also It can also be not so amazing.
2: Yeah, the sound they're check, just they're just and waiting just staying, around you know? and like waiting for an opener to play. Yeah, you get to the venue in the early exhausting. afternoon and then you're just there all day and sitting in a room with no
0: windows. To avoid all the negative aspects of tour, these guys came up with this kind of anti-tour that mixes their two passions. While on the road, fish each day, and then at night play a simple pared-down house show. Sean explained.
2: It doesn't feel like tour. Musically it's cool too because it's nice playing those super intimate shows because you only really only need like 50 people to show up something to make it a thing. And the people really respond and you get to see someone that you want to see and then talk to them and hang out with them. So these guys could
0: have been playing big theaters packed full of people, but instead they chose to perform in a stranger's living room. More important than that, They chose to fish. Here's Ben.
2: Sean started touring uh, as a trio. Me, Sean, and Zach doing house shows. And then most of it turned into us trying to find out places to go fishing. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, in camp, because all three of us are like super into that, camping and fishing. And so we would pack a tent and cooking gear and sleeping bags and then our merch and instruments in the van. And it sort of turned into trying to make it feel like, let's go on a road trip where we have to play shows most of the nights and try to like, see a lot of places and not just go from one city to the next. Our last tour that we did, it was half shows, half fishing. <laughs> pretty much. Shows are fine. Fishing is great.
0: Their most recent tour was in the spring of 2016. They started with a couple shows in Iowa and then booked it on over to Colorado.
2: They gave me a rundown of a typical day for them. We would like set up camp, drink a bottle of wine, and have a bottle of wine while we play the show, and then a bottle of wine afterwards. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: and then we had our tasting notes and everything, too, that we'd yeah, keep Yeah,
0: we made a wine list. After their shows in Colorado... They had three days to make it from Denver to Salt Lake
2: City. There's a lot of water between those two cities. We headed towards the blue and fished right in the town of Dillon. Within like 10 minutes, I spotted this rainbow. Oh yeah, like a 28-inch yeah, sure rainbow. <laughs> it wasn't that big. How many beers have we had? It was almost 21, yeah. They pulled some hogs out of the blue and then the yampa, and then they headed over to Utah, where they had to play a show. We drove from northern Colorado, but we were, like, early, so we are like, let's fish the Provo quick." <laughs> oh, yeah, so we fished. We bought our licenses online, like, yeah. as we're driving. They caught some nice fish on the Provo,
0: but still had to play that night.
2: That was the only show where I was like, I could feel it, like, I'm a little tired. They slept in
0: a little bit the next morning, but by noon, they were waist-deep in the Weber River. From there, they made their way up to Idaho, where they played a packed living room, and then way far east for a couple shows in South Dakota, and a couple days on Spearfish and Rapid Creeks. I gave them a hard time for skipping Montana and Wyoming. Sticking true to their commitment to fishing, the band ended their tour with a show at Mend Provisions, a fly shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota. After the rundown of their trip, we spoke about how fishing influences their music.
2: The way that I hear music a lot has sort of that, like, flowing aspect. You can sort of hear the river in the music, and sometimes I hear that with my songs where it's just, like, it starts, and it just, there's something flowing the whole time. Sean went into a little
0: more detail in a video that I found on his website.
2: There's definitely been a lot of moments uh, when I've been out in the stream where I'll think of a lyric or... Um, You know, songs that I'm working on will get stuck in my head. It's really a place where I can, I feel super alive. I ask these guys about their plans for the future. We don't have any house show tours planned right now, but I feel like we're going to want to do it just for the fishing. In the meantime,
0: S. Carrie is in the studio writing and recording their next album. You can see show dates and listen to all their music on their website, scary.org. Spelled like scary, but with an e in there. S C A R E Y.org. Additionally, do yourself a favor and check out the Drake's website, drakemag.com. We put up a bunch of photos from Sean and Ben's trip. You'll also find links to their website and their music there. Want to make sure you never miss an episode of the Drakecast? Well, it's easy. Whip out your smartphone, go to your favorite podcasting app, and type in DrakeCast. One word. DrakeCast. One word. By subscribing, your phone will automatically download each new episode right when they come out every Friday. Yep, this is a weekly podcast. But you don't have to wait until next Friday to check out episode number two, because it's available right now. Check it out. If you still don't have a smartphone, you can always find the latest episode of the Drake Cast on the Drake Magazine's website, drakemag.com. Many thanks to Sean and Ben for sharing their story. Most of the music you heard in this piece is Ask Carrie, so thanks to their label, Jag Jaguar, for letting us use it. Our title track is Ain't It Sweet by Phil Cook, who's also worth checking out. The talented Keegan Lynch designed our logo. Before we go, I've got something special for you. Introducing Field Notes. At the end of each episode, I'll give you some insider information, usually a current fishing report about a river mentioned in the episode. This field note comes to us from Greg Lynch, a lifelong patron of Elk Creek, where Sean, Ben, and I fished in the episode. He got out on Elk Creek the other morning. So I went out, and the water was a little bit high, but, you know, very fishable. I didn't see anything going on in the water at all. So I caught a few, uh, I think I was using a copper john, and I broke that off. So I on a caddis nymph, and I always do well on that stream with that. And then I saw a rise, and then I saw a few lighter colored mayflies, and I love using that comparison. And I caught a few browns, and I think the biggest one was a 13-incher, but it was fun. All in all, elk seems to be fishing pretty well. Thanks, Greg. I'll leave you with the final track from S. Carey's sophomore album. The name of the song is Neverending Fountain, you can almost hear the spring creek flowing throughout. Bring your rod next time and take a few casts. Thanks for listening. This has been the Drake Cast.
1: and keeps on the